0: It's time for DEMA Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. DEMA Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, DEMA National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Habercamp. Hello and welcome back to another edition of DEMA Live. DEMA Live is a radio show intended to bring private service professionals product suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high-net-worth service industry. The Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a professional trade association with a mission to serve those who serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. For our live listeners, you can log on to blogtalk.com website right now and submit questions live online or... You can also text questions to 313-404-3998. Once again, that number to text your questions to is 313-404-3998. If you are listening live on uh, on a phone, you can press the number 1, and that will alert us that you have a question for our guest host, and we can handle that on air live. My name is Matthew Hack. I am the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association, and I will be your host today. I am also joined by my co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based in the New York market. On this edition of DEMA Live, we're going to be visiting with Steve Feldman. Steve is the founder and owner of Green Demolition and Renovation Angel. Renovation Angel is one of the sponsors at this year's DEMA National Convention, and we will touch on that a little bit more uh, later in the show. Right now, let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off. DJ, welcome to Dima Live again this week. What's going on?
1: Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm doing doing great. great. Doing great. I, uh, so, good. What's 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 new this week? Well, I've been working on my resume. After our great discussion with Donna last week, I've been trying to get my resume all up to speed for the career day at the convention. <laughs>
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, you never know when you're going to need to uh, to to float that that thing out there, and the best time to look for a uh, for that next position is while you're employed, right? That's for sure. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I, well, I listen, guess I should get
2: my resume ready too, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead. <laughs> Steve's rar- raring to go here, so let's go ahead and uh, welcome Steve to the show. Steve, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, I, I got here to Scottsdale a few weeks early just to get everything ready for you guys.
1: <laughs>
2: Excellent. So we're you're uh, paving the road for us. Yeah, we're we're pleased to announce that we just opened up our West Coast office of Renovation Angel. We have a East Coast office in Fairfield, New Jersey, and now in, here in Scottsdale, we'll be able to serve all of California, Arizona, Las Vegas, Texas. So we're excited about that.
0: That's fantastic having a a supplier like yourself as part of the association and being able to offer your services uh on a national uh basis, which i, I know you guys always were, but I know it makes it a lot easier uh when you have uh, uh when you have the country divided in half and uh it's It's awesome to be able to uh hear the great success that you guys have had but before we get going down that road and and uh, giving a bunch of pats on the back why don't we uh, why don't we go back to the very beginning and uh Start off with having you share with our listeners a little bit about your background, Steve. How did you get started in this whole uh, endeavor?
2: Well, interestingly enough, I was in the radio business for 18 years, started off as a rock and roll DJ, and I was the senior marketing manager for the first I Miss in the Morning syndicate in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, I also happen to be a recovered addict, so I left my radio career. I was fundraising for the addiction outreach to save my life, wound up in Greenwich. Wall Street crashed, and my one good donor lost $30 million in the stock market one week, handed me her last check, and I was thinking, what am I going to do? And her next-door neighbor was the queen of Iran, and I saw a sign in her driveway that said, Demolition in Progress, drove up to this Rockefeller mansion, and it was gone. And that's where I had the idea for both Green Demolitions and Renovation Angel.
0: Wow. That's, you know, that was a lot of information that you just packed in there, but I'm just wondering, can you uh, – ne- next week, can we have you on DEMA Live to do the intro? I think you could probably bring us into the show a little bit better. <laughs> hey, um,
2: I, this is what I did radio for a long time. And, you know, it, it, there's a lot – there's a long story, but I always try to give it short on radio. Uh, you know, Greenwich was an amazing market. The, the, what we do, essentially, is we go into a luxury home or a luxury apartment, and take out the kitchens, luxury bath fixtures, furniture, architectural elements. And the homeowner receives both a full tax deduction and free professional white glove insured removal. And that could result in savings of up to $80,000. And when we started this in Greenwich, the hedge fund managers and people who have private service professionals loved the idea and jumped on it just from reading an article in the Greenwich newspaper 15 years ago.
0: Excellent. And, so, and I think that that's a, that that's a that's a very important point right there is is the white glove services that you guys offer. And I know that, you know, DJ's got um some questions regarding the process, but I just wanted to t- chime in there and, and say what an important piece that is uh, whenever you're working in a, a high end high end home is that, that white glove service that you guys provide.
2: Well, you know, that's been one of our better mousetraps is you know, I remember a woman in Greenwich when we first started in 2005 saying I wish your crew was doing my kitchen install we've always maintained a really high level of the people in the homes and and they're our best representatives I call them our ambassadors because that's who the homeowner sees that's who the estate manager sees they're there for you know three or four hours to remove a kitchen or two days to do the whole house and and it's it is so important that all that goes smoothly on time and everybody's happy
1: steve steve can i ask a good question i, I was wondering sure. now, i understand that you have two different things that you're working on one is green demolitions and the other is renovation angels are those the same yeah. thing or are those two different um well things you got let, going let me on?
2: explain why we have two different names you know when i started in greenwich Everybody in Greenwich understood demolition. In fact, there were 192 demolitions in 2005 when I started. So the word demolition meant something. Uh, it means something also in markets like Beverly Hills, where there's very limited land, and so the houses that don't come up the snuff get torn down and bigger ones get put in their place. After the banking crisis, we realized that most of America didn't relate to the word demolition. They thought it was you know, wrecking balls tearing down old buildings. Mm-hmm. So... The the name Green Demolitions had such equity because we've been written up in the New York Times and we've been on this old house magazine and on HGTV. So Green Demolitions is still the name of the store where we sell everything. But Renovation Angels, the program that the private service professionals, their architects and builders contact for the donation program. So basically, Renovation Angels, the donation program, and Green Demolitions is the store. And that's Mm -hmm. where we have two names.
1: So, is Renovation Angels a not-for-profit?
2: Correct. Yes. Uh, some since day one, we incorporated our not-for-profit in 2005, and we are a 501c3, which means that when people give us a tax uh, a donation, they get a full tax deduction for their kitchens, furniture, anything they give us, and we help them to, you know, facilitate that appraisal. In most cases, is needed. Or just show them how they can pick their deduction on their taxes.
1: So can you tell us how the process works? like if if I was a homeowner or if I'm the estate manager that's helping to helping my principal renovate their home, how how does it work exactly if, if we contact you?
2: Okay, so the first thing is it is that first phone call or email, or you go through our website and you say, You know i'm here in greenwich connecticut we bought a house the kitchen's about 10 years old we're going to be demolishing the kitchen in four weeks so we look at that and if you send us pictures we immediately respond and say yes this is a project that we're interested in if you just call us or email us we'll request pictures so that's step one step two is we send out one of our professional inspectors who looks at the whole scope of the project. They 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 look at what inventory is going to be given, are there any construction nuances that have to be addressed? And then that information is gathered up in our system and then we create a estimated tax deduction proposal for the homeowner or the estate manager. And They look at that, and in some cases, they need to talk to their accountants. In other cases, they just know they can use the deduction. And then we go ahead and send them a donation agreement, which they can sign on their computer. It's an Adobe Echo sign. And then we go ahead and set the date. And the only responsibility that the homeowner has or the estate manager is that the utilities are disconnected and that the homeowner has to pay a very small cost for the appraisal and kitchen appraisals start at like 350 dollars so it, it's a minimal
1: cost so then your team on the day that the, the the materials that you're going to take out of the home are being removed just you show up with some big trucks and a bunch of guys just very carefully dismantle everything
2: yeah and, it, and if it, that's it's the a, case then not,
1: go ahead yeah it's it's exactly that it's, it's it's
2: it's not just a bunch of guys it's these are professional contractors uh, that know how to remove the granite countertops. They know how to take right. down all the cabinets, the appliances. They know how to carefully pack it. They know how to move it across the <coughs> beautiful, you know, marble floors and everything. That's all, um, that's all done by us. And, then it, and we can actually get most kitchen projects done within a half a day to a full day.
1: That's amazing. So then, what do you do with everything once you've taken it? Where do where do you put all this stuff? Okay, we have developed a 43,000 square
2: foot luxury bargain superstore in Fairfield, New Jersey. This is a former furniture store that all these kitchens are carefully staged, and the consumers from all over the country are actually buying from us. So, you know, the reason we're able to do this as a nonprofit is that we found an aftermarket of people who want to buy these pre-owned luxury kitchens.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the pre-owned kitchens and the people that are looking to buy those. Um, You know, obviously if someone wants to participate on the buyer end or, and they want to, to purchase a a used or I should say, I guess slightly used and and recycled kitchen appliance. um, How do, I think you touched a little bit on how, how you set it through appraisals, but how does that, how does that process work from, from your guys standpoint as far as setting the prices um, for, for how you what, what the rate's going to go? Well, here's
2: one interesting thing to keep in mind. We're the only luxury kitchen recycler in America. So we created prices over years and years of experience. We've sold over 4,400 kitchens. So a few years ago, one of the first deals I did with Indima was when estate manager David Barry bought a kitchen from me. He bought a pre-owned kitchen for one of his projects. Uh, his principals were doing a lot of real estate transactions. They were uh, flipping houses and doing rental homes, and he bought a gorgeous cherry kitchen that was probably worth, you know, eighty to 100000 for about $16,000. So how do we price them? We price them – to keep in mind that people know that that kitchen is not meant for their space. So they're going to have to do some retrofitting. They may have to get new countertops. They may have to add a few cabinets or make modifications and it's pre-owned. They may have to, you know, they may have to paint it or touch it up. They may have to do some repair to the appliances. So typically a pre-owned kitchen is going to sell for, you know, anywhere from 70 to 90% off list price
0: wow that's a that's that's a, that's a huge that's a huge uh, separation um and and i think that that's something that that definitely needs to be noted by anyone who's listening to the show as far as as savings um from a cash from a cash perspective what I would like to do though is I would like to touch from a recycling standpoint. I know that we're going to be doing a green, um, a green, this green panel with you guys at convention, but, you know, obviously everyone focuses from a cost perspective all the time, you know, cash savings and from a donation standpoint, but can you talk real quickly just about the importance from a recycle standpoint?
2: Absolutely. I mean, one statistic that I think will blow your mind is where you have 10,000 tons of solid waste going to the landfill you create one job where you take that same 10,000 tons of solid waste and keep it out of the landfills you create 75 reuse jobs that's a national statistic and at renovation angel by recycling these luxury kitchens we have created over 14 million dollars worth of jobs over the last 11 years and currently we have 36 people on our payroll And our payroll this year will be over $2 million. So what a lot of principals and estate managers love about what we do is we are a self-sustaining nonprofit. Our mission is to create jobs, protect the environment, and earn money for other charities. We've earned over $2 million in the last 11 years. And we don't fundraise. So it's really important for every estate manager listening to know if they call us on a project You know, we don't even need to know who the homeowner is until we've come and gone. We don't need that information. We'll only need it when they get ready to get their tax paperwork. And they're never going to get a solicitation from our nonprofit because we don't solicit, we don't fundraise, and we also don't receive government grants. So this is entrepreneurship at the highest level for charity.
0: Well, and I think that that's why we've always loved having you guys around as part of the association because you've always, you know, that's one of our big things. Is is you know, DEMA likes to to always help support non for profit organizations uh, like this, like like yours. And it, it's a huge piece to be able to to better understand exactly what you guys are doing. You know, not only from a business standpoint, because yeah, it, it's it saves money for the principals. It makes the estate managers look great. But at the end of the day. Um, the 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 amount of uh, of savings that you 're providing to to the earth the environment um recycling and reusing let 's face it um you know I like in your business to uh when people ask me i i i say that it 's like taking a ferrari and uh and taking it driving it down to the garbage dump and, and, and driving it in there and telling them to crush it, right? <laughs> you wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, exactly. So. And, and, and we, make,
2: we make that point in, when we do presentations. You know, you wouldn't let the Mercedes dealer take your pre-owned luxury Mercedes and either throw it in the metal dumpster or take it back to their used car lot and sell it and keep all the money. You know and, and, and that's what's essentially happening with these pre luxury kitchens. They're either being thrown out or somebody's grabbing them and the principal is not getting that money.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and with that being you know, from from that perspective, I hear I hear us talking a lot about kitchens. Do you guys also do other areas of of the home when it comes to appliances?
2: Absolutely. Well everything in the kitchen we take the appliances, the countertops the cabinets, but we go into the whole house, all the bath fixtures, all the beautiful lighting, all the architectural elements, including gorgeous doors and windows, fireplace mantles. We also do furniture. Furniture is a huge new area for us. I mean, we've been doing it for years, but it's growing. You know, people spend 30,000, $50,000 on a dining room table from a design showroom and then it doesn't fit their decor. They move. Now they want to take that table and sell it at a furniture consignment store. They may get pennies on the dollar. If they donate it, they can get a fair market value appraisal of that table, and they're going to be 10, 15 times higher on their return on investment on that table rather than just having somebody sell it for them cheap.
0: You know, I, it's, it's interesting that you say that. We just, uh, we just did a little bit of a, a, a remodel here. Um, at my house, and and I took that chandelier, uh-huh. and I was gonna get rid of it. And DJ called me up and uh-huh. said, "Hey Matt, I don't want you to get rid of that. Can you just send it my way?" So I went ahead and did <laughs> that. Um, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. We didn't do that, but we did donate I'm it, it to Habitat.
1: Matt, it's just perfect in my new house. <laughs> but,
0: but we did, you know, we did donate to uh, Habitat. Good. Uh, uh-huh. uh you know for for humanity and um and, and, it, and it worked out great so I, I just think that that what you guys are doing is such a great um a great opportunity to to move forward here in this new age of uh, recycling and and just being able to to use everything and so with that um on that note what i would like to do is i would like to to talk a little bit about this year's national convention um we are really really grateful that renovation angel is uh, one of our uh, key sponsors this year. Uh, the convention is only two weeks away i can't even believe i'm saying that guys this is uh this is so exciting for us. Um, I think we're going to have a great lineup of uh, speakers this year. The networking opportunities uh, as you guys know is is just completely off the chain and uh, there's no time- no rest for the weary right
2: no i'm I'm really looking forward I to convention. Speak from experience and- to that.
0: Yeah, it, you know, yeah,
2: exactly. I've been I I've been to four of the five conventions and I remember when I first came out to Los Angeles I thought, gee, I really made a mistake. I should have been one of the sponsors. So the the last three out of four we've been a major sponsor and you, you know, I, I want to just circle back on a DJ was asking me about, you know, the guys coming into the house. Um I just want to circle back on that point. You know, We're actually not only are we providing skilled people, but we use a DEMA vendor to do our background checks, and that's huge. Um, Darren McDuffie uh, at Verify Vetting Solutions, uh, he actually is a full-time manager at the CIA. And, you know, if you're hiring for your home, I highly recommend his services, because not only does he do a computer background driving a financial check, he does a one-hour Skype interview where he really drills down on what kind of person this is. And, you know, in my mind, my crew, if, he, if they're going into your estate, even for four hours, I want to make sure that that crew has been vetted and background checked. And that is, that's all part of, you know, what makes us different. From you know other nonprofits, you know we 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 know that we have to facilitate making this the easiest possible transaction.
0: Absolutely, and I think one of the great things about about convention is is obviously that you get an opportunity to meet um, you know some of the exhibitors and some of the members that are part of DEMA uh, from a vendor perspective. And um, so there's nothing there's nothing quite like that. I know a lot of our exhibitors. Um, and suppliers are planning on having drawings as part of their display. Um, and I know Steve, you, you might be doing a, a drawing as well for maybe a free kitchen. You don't have to answer that right now, but you can certainly uh, we can well, discuss well, this at well, a later me, point. Let, let, <laughs>
2: let me let me ask you this. I'll throw this out to you guys. You know, Wolf Gourmet just came out with these gorgeous uh, toasters and blenders. What do you think estate managers want more—a a toaster or a blender? <laughs>
0: My you know, I, I don't know. DJ, what 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 would you want?
1: I can make a margarita with a blender. Can't make it with a toaster. Okay.
0: Bam. Okay. I, I'm yeah. down. I'm, I'm completely good with that. So I'll go over to, to DJ's Get That Margarita. Uh, in the meantime, before I do that, though, I'm going to go visit over 20 placement agencies that are lined up for placement on Friday uh, at our agency day, uh, career fair, I've gotten a lot of feedback that our members are looking forward to some great FaceTime with agencies from throughout the country that will be in uh, attendance. And it's an opportunity that you don't normally get uh, from that perspective. And I know that DJ can, uh, can, can speak on that fact. It is not too late to register. Let me repeat that one more time. It is not too late for you to go to Dima register, attend, have a great time and get to get some, uh, good face time with other private service professionals in this industry. It's a great opportunity and it's a fantastic time. Um, airfares, you can find killer air der- deals. And as far as airfares go, um, I think I, I ended up getting my ticket from Detroit to uh, Phoenix. Um, one way was uh, 130 bucks. So if you, if you wow. shop around, wow. you can find some good prices. So don't let that stop you. Uh, go to Dima com and, uh, and join us this, uh, in a couple of weeks there in Scottsdale. It's going to be a great venue. And I, I just with, want to uh, make a
2: plug about the weather yeah. here in Scottsdale. I know, Matt, before the show, we were talking how, you know, people look at the temperatures on AccuWeather and go, oh, you know, it's going to be 100 degrees. This is dry heat, and it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful city. If you've never been to Scottsdale, I highly recommend it. You can see the mountains as you're driving from the airport to the hotel. The hotel is gorgeous. Uh, everything is beautiful here, uh, you know, and, of course, you can go swimming 24-7, and and so don't let the weather in Scottsdale scare you off. I'm here right now, and it's it's really beautiful and really pleasant, so it's not like 100 degrees in Florida, let me
1: tell you that. See,
0: I told you, I told you, DJ, I told you that, that we weren't going to have a problem with the weather, and now Steve's verifying that, right? I believe yep. you. That, I'm getting,
2: I, I, I haven't moved here. I haven't moved here to make that point. There you That's go. right. That's right. Uh, Steve
0: got so excited that the convention was going to be in Scottsdale. He moved there. So, well, I, I got to tell
2: you a funny story on that. When I saw that it was going to be at the end of August in Scottsdale, I was like, Oh, this is the worst timing for me. This is when kids go back to school. And then when we decided to move there, like this is the best timing. The kids will already be in school and I'm going to be here. So, uh, wherever you're coming from you will you know you'll love the city and more importantly what happens at convention i can't overemphasize it the relationships you're going to meet uh the the things you're going to learn uh is invaluable and it's a must attend if you're in private service or if you're a supplier to private service absolutely
0: absolutely and i you know Going back to our discussion here, real quickly, Steve. I just want to I want to emphasize that DJ and I uh, and and Dima are not the only supporters of Renovation Angel. That you guys have built a lot of great relationships with architects and builders throughout the country. Um, I don't think that you've mentioned your relationship with Wolf Sub Zero, um, but I think we should definitely touch on that. And 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 you can talk a little bit about how you built these partnerships and um, and why they're so important in working within one singular industry.
2: Well, I'm really glad you brought that up. I mean, for the luxury design build industry, there are always people who think out of the box. Like one of the DEMA members that I brought to the New York chapter is Hobbs, Inc. I mean, they build mansions. They built Don Imus's mansion. They built Keith Richards' mansion. Uh, these are top, top national professionals. And they saw from day one when we launched our program that this stuff is being thrown out. It's a shame. The homeowners don't want to see it thrown out. The industry professionals don't want to see it thrown out, but there's no infrastructure within the design build industry. Nobody has the space. Nobody has the time to do it. So by providing this service, we have made so many relationships starting in Greenwich and now nationwide. And Sub-Zero and Wolf, as a national manufacturer and as a green leader in in this country, they saw the benefit and actually offered to partner with Renovation Angel to raise the awareness of luxury kitchen recycling as a best practice because they know if people can get you know $50,000 savings on their kitchen project, well, that pays for all the appliances. So maybe they're not going to keep that – eight- or ten-year-old refrigerator-range dishwasher. They're going to get all the new, all the best, all the most energy-efficient appliances that they're manufacturing. So it's, it's a good thing for the industry. It's a great thing for the homeowners. And, you know, the estate managers end up looking really good because I think from everything I've learned at DEMA, the principals expect the estate managers to find the best of the best out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Steve. I, one of the things that Matt and I have been asking our guests here on DEMA Live is to share with us some of the things that they see that are trends within their industry. I know I often think back to Downton Abbey, and I'm a big fan of that era, and, and, and it's fun to watch how private service and how life in a high network family has changed. And I was just curious to know if you could share with us any trends maybe that you're seeing as far as maybe how often homes are renovated or maybe trends within the whole environmental sustainability movement that you're a part of. Anything that comes to mind that you think of that might be of interest to our, our listeners on a trending um, basis?
2: Yeah, absolutely. DJ, that's a great question. You know, when we started 11 years ago – people were just like, hey, come get my kitchen, and that was it. You know, they didn't ask a lot of questions. They just wanted it not to be thrown out. Today, it's a much different process. Every homeowner wants to know, how much are they going to save on their taxes? They want that appraiser. And, you know, one of the appraisal companies we recommend will actually be at the DEMA convention, Ray Nugent of Nugent Appraisals in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And he's a does this nationally uh, for both kitchens and, you know, luxury jewelry artwork whatever needs to be appraised so that's really changed in terms of people wanting to know their financial value the other thing that's changed is the estate managers are really being demanded that everything gets handled in a certain way because the homeowners don't want to have to deal with this so the job of recycling has gone over to estate managers because the architects and builders they're very busy, they don't want to handle it. So th- those are the two big trends that I'm seeing is that people want um, to get the most out of their, their project. And, and the reason recycling is increasing again has to do with real estate transactions. Every time a house is bought and sold, that's a potential of somebody saying, I don't like what was put in here. I don't like the color, the function, the style. I want my own look. And because you have multiple homes, then they're not going to move into that home. They have six months to renovate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think one of the trends, Steve, that I've seen in private service and people who work in private service is that very oftentimes now, more so than in the past, we're looked to to be project managers for renovation projects, uh-huh. for uh-huh. building projects, for big, big projects like that. Do you have any advice for someone who's working in estate management that might be assigned to do a big renovation or to do a big project? What thoughts would you share in that regard?
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, in terms of, you know, what we do, estate managers, when they get a project signed to them, the first thing they should do, and they, they may, you know, the house may be in California and they're in Florida, they should mm-hmm. be looking at that real estate pictures and they should be seeing what's in that house and what can be reclaimed from the, from day one. And, and that's where they can go to us as experts and get opinions and price estimates right from pictures. We do this all the time. And estate state manager could say, you know, here are the real estate pictures. What do you think? And we can say, hey, there's $50,000 of savings in this home. Um, so, what a state manager should be doing is, is also talking to contractors that are environmentally oriented, that understand the importance of this, because sometimes the contractors haven't been picked yet. So if the estate manager is already aware that recycling is going to be there, that also is a leverage to negotiate a better contract, because most contractors are going to say, oh, well, I'm going to have to demo this space. I'm going to add another $50,000 of demo cost. But Mm -hmm. what the estate managers can do is say to the contractor – and this is a very savvy move – okay, give me two proposals, one which has you guys, your crew doing all the demo, and one if I give you clean space. That creates the price differential. If you do it up front, mm-hmm. you'll know exactly what that contractor is gonna charge you for demo. In a kitchen in New York City, demo is $5,000. It's mm-hmm. similar in suburbs. And if you're talking more than the kitchen, you could be talking 15, 20, 30, $40,000 of demo cost. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. very critical that the, that the estate managers get that proposal with both options. And then they can just say, okay, great. We'll go with option A we're going to leave you clean space. So I'm going to save $20,000 from the contractor.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great advice. That's excellent advice. Yeah. Thank I you. did want to ask you and, too, and while we had you here, as you take in kitchens that have been used, I know that a lot of folks who work in private service have to deal with maintenance over time for a lot of pieces and, maybe not even just the kitchens, but the bathroom fixtures or any of the kinds Mm -hmm. of things that you bring in. What are some of the maintenance issues or things that you're seeing when you bring in some of these used pieces that have to be rehabbed that could have maybe been avoided by better care on our part as, as a state or property managers? Boy, that's an,
2: that's an excellent question. And I never, I never think about the preventative maintenance side, but, you know a state manager should be really aware of any kind of water damage that happens around the sink areas the sink bases on most kitchens are usually the one thing that gets compromised so you should have the house staff making sure there are no leaks making sure that excess water doesn't pool into those areas and if mm-hmm. it's kept if it's maintained well you're going to increase the value of that kitchen because eventually that kitchen's going to be renovated or the home's going to be sold and if that sink base is kept in good condition. Um, The other thing is, you know, where you have, you know, cracking on granite or marble, make sure that gets repaired because it can be repaired um, while the kitchen's in use, you know, and you bring in a professional company to do that. Um, and, And speaking of stone, we're, we're going to be announcing a new national partnership with Walker Zanger. They are, a very high-end luxury stone and tile manufacturer with 14 showrooms nationwide and hundreds of retail showrooms that distribute their product. And again, for the same reason SubZero and Wolf partnered with us, they want to get the word out.
0: You know, your enthusiasm for this and your passion never ceases to amaze me, Steve. And I just wanted to say that on here because the uh, the <laughs> amount of effort the amount of effort and time that it takes, if anyone knows it personally, uh, to build relationships its me and, um, and I, I completely commend you guys for just being so passionate and, and not giving up on, on what your vision is and, you know, being able to, to make adjustments on the fly. That's a, that's a very daunting task. And, and, and sometimes people don't Uh, probably compliment you on that, but from one business owner to another, I wanted to to, to just make that, uh, put that out there and and compliment you on that. So um,
2: thank you. And, you know, I give DEMA a lot of credit for not only, you know, creating a nice luxury network for us, but just the support we've gotten. Uh, As you can see on the schedule, Jim Henderson and I are presenting to the suppliers, but Jim Henderson, three years ago, sat with myself and my wife at the Orlando Convention, I think it was number two, and told us how you take your enterprise to another level by focusing in on the high end and cutting out the low end. And that 30-minute talk with Jim was invaluable because we basically turned our whole operation at that point and realized... We need to do nothing but luxury and focus nothing but this luxury image and luxury service. And so that's invaluable. You can't buy that kind of business coaching anywhere. So I, you know, it's that kind of, and, and Jim is incredibly passionate about what he does. Um, So I, I wanted to give a good plug to Jim Henderson, who's, Probably not listening, but we'll we'll get him a copy of the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry. We'll we'll get him we'll get him involved at some point and and you know poke him in the side and tell him to start listening <laughs> to the show. But uh, you know I, I think that that's that's really an important piece of what you just said with Dima is you know this is important for private service professionals to be able to get together and to be able to share stories. But I think it's also one thing that's overlooked quite a bit is the ability for high-end vendors and suppliers to uh-huh. get together and be able to share stories about successes and failures. I mean, some some people don't like to talk about failures, but in our opinion, that's what makes us stronger. And I think, you know, having DJ on this show, um, you know, ha- has really turned the show around from, from that perspective. And so, um, you know, he talks to me a lot about things that we can do. To make changes to the show and really uh, make it a much more uh, palatable and, and, and make it easier to digest for all of our private service professionals and for our suppliers. So um, it's an important facet of being part of an association like this. And, uh, you know, I completely understand that. With that, um, speaking of professionalism, it's something that we've really been working on and, and uh, trying to move forward with here on this show. And it's been, uh, it's been really well received. Can you talk a little bit in your industry, Steve, about thoughts that you might share regarding the having a professional attitude and uh, how that is shown by your company?
2: Absolutely. I, I think all luxury professionals have to look at themselves every day and say, how can we be better? And you know, from day one that I started coming to DEMA conventions and meetings, I started to realize we needed to institute protocol. So we brought in Mike Wright and Andrew Lowry to do in-house training. And we've got another one coming up with you and Mike when you come back to New York to do this with our team. This is so important. Training. Um, you know, we instituted background checks. We never did background checks before. That was a DEMA-inspired uh, feature. Uh, we, you know, we instituted drug checking. We hadn't done that before. So Every luxury professional has to say to themselves, what do I have to do to be better, to serve better, to make it easier to communicate and interact in this world? Because this is not a world for every business. This is not a world for every vendor.
0: Well, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I think that you have to utilize the experience of people like DJ and Roger Kushwa and Gary uh-huh. Cockrum and, and all these private service professionals in order to, um, you know, in in order to advance your business because that's who who everyone has learned from in the past is, is your clients and being able to talk with these guys before you go into their home about things that they might be looking for that's a huge piece and it's a huge facet. And I know, DJ, you feel the same way, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you guys more. And I think the other thing I just want to to thank Steve, you know, the private service industry and what the association is doing is, is really a relatively new movement within the private service industry. And it's guys like you, Steve, that are willing to step up and sponsor things like the convention that are going to pay dividends to people who work in private service 20 and 30 and 40 years from now by instilling professionalism and instilling industry standards. And, you know, from all of the private service professors that I work with here in New York, I know we want you to know how much we appreciate your efforts because we know you, you wouldn't necessarily have to do this, but it means a lot to us.
2: Well, you know, Jim Henderson said something interesting to me yesterday. He said that our philosophy should not be what am I going to get by coming to DEMA, but who can I serve? And I, I think that's right. really, uh, uh, you, if you don't have that as the foundation of your business, then you're lacking something. And, and, that's and right. you, you know, w- when we do our, our presentation to suppliers, you know, Jim and I are both going to say, you know, we're doing this to serve. I mean, uh, when when Mike asked me to be chapter president, Uh, three years ago, I was like, I don't do committees. I don't do associations where I'm like taking on a role Mm -hmm. like this, but I did it because I saw there was a need. I saw that it was going to help the association. And it was one of the best things I ever did. I had so much fun being president, but also when I knew it was time for me to turn it over to Roger, it was like, okay, let's, let's let, you know, get an estate manager running this and, I think it was one of the best experiences of my life. I'm so glad I did it and I'm so glad That's that great. you know, the team in New York has kind of taken it to a whole nother level.
0: Well, they, they, they certainly have. And, and DJ being on that, on that board, uh, his passion has, has, it really flowed over, over the cup so much so that it spilled on my, uh, my pant leg one night. And, uh, and, and, and I said, I said, I said, you know what, DJ, you want to get more involved in this association. Why don't you come on the radio show and help me? So, um, ever since then we've been, uh, we've been, we've been rolling side by side and it's been a great opportunity for all of us. And, uh, Uh, we've got about two, about two and a half minutes left, Steve. Um, I would be, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give an opportunity for you to talk a little bit about how people can reach out and contact you if they want to learn more about Renovation Angel.
2: Absolutely. Our, our website is renovationangel.org. Um, you can email me personally. My first name is Steve, S-T-E-V-E at renovationangel.org or feel feel free to call my direct line at any time area code 973-461-2337 that's 973-461-2337 i'm always delighted to talk to estate managers personally and introduce them to my team uh, we were just at an estate manager project this week very very excited it's a big big project in california and you know we we love working with the state managers and and also i want to thank dj your enthusiasm and intensity for making things better is is always appreciated and you know it it inspires me to say okay what more can i do for Dema? Mm,
0: thank
1: you You're, you're welcome well
0: well Steve, thank you very much for the time DJ as always. Uh any any time that I get to share with you on the radio show is always a pleasure. Hello. And uh um we're looking forward to seeing everybody in Scottsdale. Uh if you have any questions regarding how you can become more involved in your local chapter at Dema or if you have questions about the private service industry in general, please feel free to contact us at info@domesticmanagers.com. At We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Uh, if you'd like to hear or be a guest on the show and have suggestions for a potential topic, um, please let us know and, and email us at that same info at dot Our show is available as a podcast on BlogTalkRadio.com and iTunes. If you subscribe, you will be notified when we post our most recent episode. Uh, we are going not going to be on the air next week um, as I will be uh, traveling. So we're going to, um, be convening the following Wednesday. And uh, until then, I have been your host, Matthew Hack. And on behalf of my colleagues and DJ and the staff at DEMA, we thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those who serve others.